0: to to, you know just see (laughs) me later okay you might not get all those feelings in the day okay but we're gonna plug plug it either way and do what we can all right let me just mention again about the men's breakfast uh this next weekend and this is gonna be a um a different breakfast that uh women you are invited all right so there'll be couples bring you know guys bring your girlfriends and Significant others or, you know, your spouse, come on out. There's going to be a message by myself and my bride, Camilla, uh, that I hope will be inspiring to you as well. There'll be raffles and prizes, and check this out, ladies. Childcare will be provided. woo So you've got you know, no excuse. Bring those kiddies all out here. We're going to provide childcare so that you can partake, and we all have a good time. There's going to be raffles and giveaways for couples. couples so... Uh, Yeah, uh, bacon. That's blasphemy. Wow. Some people are like, bacon. Bacon will be available. There will be pork pork fat. Pork belly is available to you as well. (laughs) Thanks, Joseph. I'm honored to be here before you. What? Man, wasn't I just, it's hard to. Man. Have you been blessed so far? You've been blessed. Shoot that right here in the bottom of stuff. Amen. Amen. Well, the ones who haven't been blessed yet, you know, I hope you'll be blessed as we continue to move forward. I have a word for you today. Say, I have a word from God. Today, you know, we have a word from God every day, every week, you know, that's the whole thing anyway, but I'll tell you, this word that I, I feel like to give, this is not, this is not a yoke word, this, this is not for like infants, okay, so, but, but you you can catch on to it too if you're an infant, because I want to help you mature today, and, and grow up, and uh, you know, because God calls us to be mature followers of Him, amen? Okay, I'm, I'm making a statement. That's a statement. He calls us to be mature followers of Jesus Christ. That's a baby stage, but we don't want to stay babies. We want to get out of that pacifier in the diapers, right? Right? We don't, I, I hate to see someone, a grown man, 45 years old. Can you imagine a grown man, 45 years old, with pacifier in this mouth? Where's my passing? Those who have kids, you know what that. We that just looked, That just be foolish, foolish. But you know, many times we talk about God being active in our lives. And, you know, we believe in the scripture in 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 that says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Man, operative word, what he has prepared for those who love him. See, that's the key right there. Isn't it? You know? And, and our trust theme for this year is what? The best is yet to come. Say it with me loud. The best is yet come. to come. Amen. Y'all got it. And in order for God's best to be had as a church and even personally, it, it's important for us to understand that God works in our hearts and through the things we plant in our hearts. He, he works through seeds. Just like in the natural, right? Everything that's a plant out there is a seed. Started somewhere in the seed. The seed had to be planted in the ground. Right? And the seed here, we're talking about, is going to be the Word of God. Seed equals Word of God. Okay, you with me? And so this morning we're going to look at the power of the seed and explore the potential of the seed. Because every seed has potential in it to do something. Amen? It's going to do something. Whether it's a weed seed or it's a fruit Something fruit, fruit, fruit tree seed, something good. And then something's going to happen out of, out of that seed. God said in the Bible some uh, some things that are very profound about seeds, and, and if you can understand them, you'll gain vast amounts of spiritual knowledge and understanding of how almost everything in the world works. Sounds good. But see, isn't it? You also you got apply this knowledge, and if you apply this knowledge will be positioned to receive and obtain God's best. See, you know, God's best might be over there, metaphorically speaking. But if you're not positioned over there to receive it, you won't receive it. There's going to be some people today, when you're watching the football game, the quarterback's going to get the ball, and he's going to throw it, the receiver's supposed to be running, you know, an L round or something. Okay, let me break that down. He's just running in the shape of an L, okay? And the receiver might supposed to be over here, but if the quarterback throws it there, that person is not in position to receive the ball. Maybe that resonates with somebody who's football fan, you know, so think of that ball like the seed. And you have to be in a position to receive that. Let's keep rolling, let's keep rolling. represent concepts that apply both to the natural realm and the spiritual realm at the same time. They're not separate, they're at the same same time. And, and, and when you begin to understand them, you begin to understand why things have happened in your life. And how to affect or, or even change your future. Uh, And we're not seeing with that. See, some people think that, you know, we say, well, God knows our future and all that. Yes, he does. He knows the future according to how he sees us. But we can affect that change, right? God might see us being over here where it's all good. But by the choices we make and the things we do and don't do, we can change the destiny that God has for us. Make sense? Good. I'm rolling fast. I got to roll fast because I got to make up some time. Okay. Interpretation of the parable of the seed that's in Mark chapter 4. We know that that seed they're talking about is the Word of God. Okay, if you don't know what that's about, you know, it's like the four types of soil and the seed that was read that for yourself. Okay, we're not going to go through that today, but read that parable for yourself, and you'll know what I mean. That's the Word of God. And the greatest way that the Holy Spirit leads us is through His Word. I said, the greatest way God leads us is through His Word, Father. Somebody's opinion is not by the best-selling book unless it is the word, the Word of God. And by the way, best-selling book has, is, and will probably always be the Bible. In other words, the Holy Spirit is not going to say something in the Bible and then say something entirely different to us in our hearts. He's not going to contradict what the Word has already said. Somebody come to you and say something that's different than what the Bible, you know what you need to do? You just need to say, I'm going to back up do it, nay-nay-on or something. Whatever. But just get that and just walk away from that. See, how they say that. Don't do that. The Bible tells us we to try the Spirit to see if they of God. We, and we do that. We try the Spirit by the Word of God. That's really important. Yeah. Crucial. You try to the, the Word of God by the Word of God. You try the Spirit by the Word of God. Now, your enemy, my enemy, God's enemy, Satan, loves to attack the Word. He, doesn't it, he, he loves to attack the Word. Amen? And the reason he does it is because the Word, watch this, or the seed is full of power power, the power of God, the power of God which can transform, not only just change a mind, see we can change you know that's called repentance, we behave this way, God says repent, turn to go this way, this is where I want you to go, but transformation happens by the word of God, okay and so that power that's in that seed, which is the word of God that is released through his word every time okay, you don't believe that, remember the book of Genesis? Creation. Every time he spoke, something happened, right? Something came into existence. He said, God said, what? Well, let there be light? And what? There was light. I mean, can you do that? No. But I can do the light of truth because if a person in darkness and I speak the light of God's word, the, the truth of God's word, which is the light. The truth is that whether you receive it or not. Yeah. Amen? Okay, that's this sermon back in July. That's coming later. I didn't say one year. God uses His Word as a vehicle of His creation. When you believe on Jesus Christ, we all become new creations. Amen? So His Word is a vehicle to get in us to produce something in us, to change us, to transform us in the image of Jesus Christ, right? something's gonna happen when you get that word in. I truly believe that's why some people, you know, literally, sometimes people do this when people speak in the word. Or well, they don't want to be around it, because they don't want to be changed, they don't want to be transformed. I truly believe that, I truly believe that. Tell your neighbor, if you want something to happen, Say if you want something to happen, say neighbor, if you want something to happen, then put a word on. It. You see, if you don't put a word in there, you don't give God much to work with. God is saying, mm, "That's your stuff, Bobby. You know, I don't want that. Your stuff is filthy. It's filthy rags and all that stuff. I need stuff from my son, the righteousness of my. I need that. To, oh, you're speaking the word." For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever appeared. If my people who are humble, who are called by my name will humble themselves to pray and seek my face and turn for the wicked ways, if you then God says I will hear from. You. See, I gotta do something. So when I put a word on it, something's gonna happen. When I preach the word of God, I expect something to happen. And that's not an arrogant statement, because when God spoke by his spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, amen. Something happened, perhaps Service. I don't know. I just feeling inspired by the word of God. He spoke he's to death. He spoke right into Lazarus. Did he not? What happened to Lazarus? He came busting up of that game. He was alive, was he not? And one at home, boy, in You know, there are churches where no one is saved. They're never saved. And you know why they're never saved? Because nobody preaches on it. Nobody puts a word on it. Salvation doesn't come by. Just, he just speaking about it. I got to put what God says. Right. There are people who never deliver. There are people who never heal. Some people who never prosper because they don't put a word on it. This is my Bible. It's all messed up and toe up, and I don't know my wife saying, You carry that ring around. Yes, I do, because this is the Bible I received. This is the sidebar. This is the Bible I see when I first became ordained as a minister. And it's got a lot of stuff in there. And pages falling out, and you know, I don't care. It's usable. But somebody want to give me with a new Bible. You gotta make sure it's got some big words, letters too. Don't give me one of those little teeny, little teeny things, you know. I, I, no, I can't see that. They're <laughs> joking, I can't see that. Yeah, anyway. The Bible says, in, look at Isaiah 55 and 11 in your notes. Look at what it says. This is, this is the Lord talking. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It's good fruit. Right? Because Pastor Darren was alluding to, right? Jesus was going across the Sea of Galilee. Right? The storm was going. Jesus get up. He said, peace, be still. What happened? Shoot! storm stopped. It produces something. everywhere, I see and say, the best is yet to come, church. You know, uh, John, book of John, 1 and 1, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And if you were to skip down to verse 14, same chapter, same book, it says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The word became flesh. The word became flesh. Who is that? Jesus Christ. God, Father, God sent his son by his Spirit, that's the seed, right? Come on, you with me? God had to plant; He planted the seed in the earth in a woman named Mary. There had to be a seed in the ground, and it was growing. Amen. And it was; and she she birthed, but the seed came to the earth by the way of Mary. Amen. And his name is Jesus. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. The, 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 he came in flesh form. He said that word. Was it productive? Yes, it was. Did Jesus accomplish anything when he was on the earth? Yeah. Yes, he did. He 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 purchased what did he do? He purchased our salvation. He purchased your salvation. Yeah, he bought you by his blood. And only his blood can do that. His righteousness can do that. Our, our, our stuff is just so righteous. son. (laughs) God loves his son. Amen. He loved him so hard. He purchased our salvation. He paid for our redemption. He suffered our penalty of death and hell. That's what we were headed, man. To hell and to die. Eternal separation from God. Eternal. That means that's a long forever time. No way back. For our physical healing and peace of mind and prosperity so don't you tell me that the blood of Jesus Christ does not heal. Don't tell me that the blood of Jesus Christ can't set you free. Don't tell me that the blood of Christ can cause me to prosper in all things and I'm not talking about material stuff. I'm not talking about only just cars and houses and boats and, and, and stuff like that and those things are good. That's fine. Whatever. But I'm talking He prospers in my soul. He prospers in my character. Oh, how to love. Put a word on it. Yeah. Put a word, on, Put a word on, it. on it and watch what happens when you receive that word into your life. You know, First Peter, let me get you there in your notes. God's word doesn't work in our lives. That's your feeling there in your notes. God, word doesn't work in our lives. I'm gonna say this just real quick. There are two things that God is most interested in. His glory and your development. God's going to get his glory. That's not because he's vain and all that, because he's worthy of it. created him. You, me, heaven, earth, it, He's worthy of the glory. And he's interested in your development. Your development in him. Your inner man. Yeah. Right. Your inner man. You can be fat, tall, sloppy, whatever, you know, whatever case may be. God said, yeah, I see all that. That's all that happened. You did that. <laughs> you, you, you made all that happen. You messed up your temple there. You, and I'm showing you how you can get it together. But that's your choice. But I'm more really interested in your character. I'm more interested in your spirit, man, being strong and rooted and grounded in the faith. And that's why I'm trying to take you. I want to mature you. I want to get you away from the Santa Claus mentality of who I am. What are you talking about, Pastor Bobby? That you know, when well, you on know Santa Claus. You know, we all remember that, right? What do you do when you saw Santa Claus and you're a little kid? Oh, Santa. Oh, jump up in Santa Claus' lap, right? Oh, Santa, I want this. I want that. This, that, and the other. I want all these things. That's not the God we serve. How can we relegate really God to that? huh we serve a great and mighty and big bigger God than that amen give God some praise give Him over give Him over First Peter 1 23 says for you have been born again not of perishable seed but of imperishable Th- through the living and enduring word of God it's this will for us and in His Word to us. The Bible. The Holy Bible. The Word of God. The Word was God-inspired and it's God-breathed. And maybe you need, you know, some people say they read the Bible and they don't understand it. i got maybe a perhaps a remedy for you. I don't know, just perhaps. Maybe maybe the problem is you need to get to know the author Adrian Sheldon, they going to come after me and so y'all better, you know, protect me now. Maybe you just need to know the author. If, that, if I still out of told you, say, ouch, and let's move on. No. It's not like judging, look at David. Maybe you just don't know him. Just know him. I just know him. I just know about him. Know the author, because you can't know it. You can't know that. You can't understand the Bible if you don't know him. That's, that's just truth, okay? We'll move on. greatest thing is the work that God does in our hearts. It's the righteousness and all the fruit that goes with it. It produces life in us that is glorifying to Him. Life that is glorifying to Him. God does not come to speak death. He speaks life. See, and if we got, for those of us who are saved, who know Him, see, what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to speak life. You know, man, I look for opportunities to speak life into another brother or a sister's yeah. life or a situation that's going on because, again, yeah, like I said earlier, breath, I, the Word of God can do anything. You just got to pick the right word to say. Right. God is not a God of generalities. He's of specifics That's why you got to know the Bible. And He gave an understanding of the Bible because, see, the Holy Spirit will tell me He will lead you to all understanding. Yeah. So, is that making sense? Does that make sense to you? Yeah. He will lead you. And it's and as you, you stand that word like that and you get an understanding and God will bring things across your path or he'll lead you to situations. situation. He said, man, put a word on it. You're the mouthpiece in the earth. I need you in the earth. You're being led and guided by the Holy Spirit. You have my power. You have the same power that Jesus Christ had when he spoke to the sun, to the, to the storm. You have the same power that Jesus had when he made the lame man walk in the blind to say, You have the same power in you. But unfortunately, many of us just don't That I'm just foolish enough to fully embrace it. Why? Because the word said, He says, you have the same spirit, and I'm just crazy enough where I I said, "You know what? I I believe it. I'm gonna prove you. He he says, prove me. That's God just knows everything." going to go the way you want. It means simply that you are trusting in the ability in the Word. Let's utilize the Word. Let's live out the Word. The Word. Be bold in the Word for the glory of God. Amen? Amen. 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 Okay, okay, okay. Come on, say it again. The best is yet to come. The seed is the image of the harvest. I got a few minutes left. The seed is in your notes. The seed is the image of the harvest. You know when you look at an acorn, right? No. It's not oak tree yet, right? But if you know what an acorn is, everybody know what an acorn is? That's where oak trees come from. You eat them, it, you can But it's the image of the harvest because if you plant that acorn, right, and it's in fertile ground, everything being equal, a big mighty oak tree is going to grow up. Same if it's an orange seed or a corn or anything like that, you know, right? I plant corn. I expect corn is the image of the harvest that's yet to come. It's in the seed. Are you following me, church? If you will dare to plant the word of God on the good ground of your heart, it will produce the image of what will be. God says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he in me than he is in the world. So if I plant that word in me, you know, all this stuff and be tort, persecuted, and what have you, and, and what have you, but I can have joy in the midst of my circumstance. Yeah. See, I can be victorious because God says, in him, I'm an overcomer. Yeah. Think about it, overcomer. That means I'm walking at a higher level. I can see things in a way that I like people who are right down here, who are in the look and the mire of it all. But when you're overcoming, you walk a different path in Christ. And you're more than a conqueror. That just doesn't mean you might win a battle every now and then. No, I'm an overcomer. So no matter what man, we win because of him. Hallelujah, somebody said. That's right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing how you can come to church with a question and, and it be answered during the course of the message? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to skip on down here a bit. Look at what the Apostle Paul said to the Roman church in Romans 16 to 25. There know it's. Now to him who is able to establish you in accordance with my gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ, in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past. Notice that Paul said the gospel was able to establish you in that passage. You become an established Christian through the gospel being established in your life. Let me put it another way to you. Just come into Church will not cause you to be established in the faith. Working in the church will not cause you to be established in the faith. Alright? Doing good deeds will not cause you to be established in the faith. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ that will cause you to be established, to be firmly grounded and rooted in the faith. A sower, Matthew 13 tells us, that in the one on whom seed was sown on the good soil this is the man who hears the word and understands it who indeed means certainly yeah. bears fruit and brings it forth yeah. some a hundredfold, some sixty some thirty yeah. when you hear the word and you understand the word, you, it becomes a part of you you're going to be fruitful in some aspect, amen? You will. Like seed planted on good soil, you hear that word and you accept it and allow it to take root in your soul, your life will become established in the faith. And it's timing too, guys. It takes time. You know, you, those of you who garden or, or whatever, you know, you don't plant a seed today the and then next week it's, you know, a full-on peach tree. It takes time, Amen. And then there are certain words for certain seasons as well, too. Seasons means also the, the, the time of what you're going through, maybe at that time. Find that word, put a word on it. Come on, tell somebody, put a word on it. And allow it to work in your life. Say that. Salvation doesn't just mean the forgiveness of sin. It means to be made whole in every aspect of your life. It means deliverance. It means soundness of mind. It means wholeness of mind. It's an all-inclusive word, and in the sea, in the Word of God, there are infinite possibilities. The Bible says that every seed produces after its kind. Therefore, the imperishable seed can bring about imperishable results. It can't be destroyed. It's eternal power in your life, plant the seed of the word in your life, and, and it will produce power. One verse of scripture allowed to germinate in the human heart, may grow to a harvest of thousands of conversions and the eternal glory which follows. Real Christians are God's farm. We're, we're his field, we are his garden. And a field belongs to his owner. The Bible says that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, and you are not your own. That means God means God holds the title deed. He holds the title deed to me. I am not my own. We belong to Him by right of creation and by right of preservation. But the greatest fact is that we belong to Him by right of redemption. Hallelujah, because he bought us with an infinite price to be his field. There was no unworthy. Nothing in the world. Nothing in the earth. That's why Jesus had to come. Because God so loved you and me. He did not want us to perish. He wanted us to have everlasting life. Thank you, Jesus. But check this out, guys. Remember, the seed, the seed is powerless until it is planted. You can hold the Word. You can just read the Word. But until it is really planted into your heart, meaning into your life, when you become a doer of the Word, the potential, the power in it, can't go forth. Which means the fruit that could come by it through you will never happen. Make sense? That's easy. That's not complicated. That's that's really it. So you have to take that word here to be a doer of it. And it's a day by day process. Just like a seed in the ground. You plant it today and maybe you don't plant corn today or whatever you're supposed to plant it. I don't know. And in September, you may have a heartless. Yeah. It takes time. You may not know. You can't see what's going on in the ground. You can't always see what's happening inside. Thank God. Thank God. God judges our heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But something's happening. Happening on the inside. Because I have a seed in the ground. And it's growing. Yeah. That's a song. Like that. And eventually it's going to show. It's going to show if I allow it to journey and do what it does. I'm almost done. All of God's works are potentially in the seed. Perhaps a component of your best to come is to become a true follower and worshiper of Jesus Christ. That's what he calls, first of all, he's seeking worshiper's. Let's back it all up. Let's put it away. Look, you've got to be a worshiper. And a worshiper is not just a Sunday morning thing. Worshipping is every day. And everything you do and what you do is to worship God. You worship Him in, in your workplace or wherever you're doing, at home, even in your relationships, that I'm glorifying God. That He will be pleased with my behavior. That's worship. And that's what we should we, we want to strive to be. To be that because that's what he's calling for. The true worshipers. I'm so grateful that God has promised us a life that is filled with His presence of His peace. And the promise of a life that overcomes the shadows of sin and death with the light of Jesus Christ. God holds out the promise of a life that has said that He said it will be abundant. And marked by freedom from a life of slavery to sin, and it's not just about a better life for this present time, while we're alive, but it's fully realized in the gift of eternal life when your earthly journey is over. That we will spend every day in His presence for eternity. Amen. Yeah, that's another component of the good news, right there. Amen. Amen. And you just have to reach out and take it. It's been paid. The gift of salvation. And to possess the promises of God, you must, you must, you must embrace Jesus Christ as your Savior and as your Lord by faith. That's what it is. And that's the entry point to His grace. That's at the cross. At the cross. As the song says, where I first saw the light. That's the entry point to a light that is far greater and better and more abundant than anything that you're living in, than any of us out there. They can't see it. That's why it's by faith. And you can trust in that. Not blind faith, but by faith, knowing that God is able and willing to do all that he says he will do. His promises are yes and amen. We thank you, Lord, for that. Can we stand to our feet? I'm going to just pray a prayer dismiss this right now. Because we've had some prayer time one on one. I hope you've learned something today that you can begin to apply to your life and your understanding of the Bible. But I want to put up one last call. Just where you are. I just, just ask that all eyes close right now. If there's someone you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you just want to say yes to Him, you've never done that, or you just never even meant, really meant, true to your heart. But by faith, you want to say, Jesus Lord, I want to follow you all the days of my life. If that's you today, everybody's eyes closed. Just raise your hand where you are. I'm going to pray with you. If you've never done that, raise your hand high. I see you. 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 Come on, keep those eyes closed. Those of you who are saved, be praying right now. I see you. Okay. You can put your hand down. You can put your hands down. Those who raise their hand, I want to ask everybody all over the place, if you're a Christian and is already well ready, pray this along with us, okay? Because we're a family. Amen? Family Amen. of God. And those who raise their hands, just pray this prayer along with you. Father God, I am a sinner. I believe that you sent your son Jesus to this earth to live and to die on the cross for my sins. And on the third day, you raised him from the dead. I believe that by the blood of Jesus Christ, that I am made righteous, and hold in your sight. Jesus, come into my heart. I receive your gift of salvation. And I promise to follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me of my sin. Thank you, Lord, for wiping my slate clean. And thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit that is within me right now, that would enable me to do all the things that you desire. I give you glory and give you praise and thanksgiving for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 To I want to ask some of the elders as right of the service just right over here. this us If you could just meet over here, and get another elder or somebody as well. Before you leave, those who receive Jesus Christ for the first time, if you just give us about three minutes of your time. Just we're going to meet right over here. Just want to get your name and, and everything, just some information, and teach you about some big steps. I counted at least about six, seven, eight people. you may be, Praise God. Just one you like that, Amen. Let's pray together. Father God, I thank you for the day. Thank you for all that has taken place and transpired. God, we we, we pray that you have been glorified and the body of Christ has been edified. Bless each and every household today, Lord, and all this week as we go up on our day, as we continue to read your word, study your word, and plant the word in our lives, God be doers so that we can be more like you as you transform us in the image of your Son, our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. To you be the Lord, in honor and praise. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a fantastic day. If all of us could just come over here.